This is Sisterhood Unleashed, a weekly podcast brought to you by two mamas from small town Ontario. Grab a glass of wine and join us. Hey, Amanda. Hi, good evening. How's it How going? Oh, it's good. I'm, what is it, Monday night? Tonight? It's Monday night, yeah. Holy smokes. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm exhausted. Are you? It's Monday night and I'm exhausted, yeah. I was honestly worried I was going to have to come there again tonight because we got another little rainstorm tonight and I thought I might lose power again. We we did. And, and to be honest, when it rains like that, all I want to do is crawl into bed because I'm sometimes borderline insomniac yeah. um, and up, up and down all night with the kiddos. But yeah, uh, we just had the laziest day and uh, yeah, and it, and it makes you the most, most tired when you it's don't true. do a whole lot, right? So. It's so true. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. We had a good weekend. It was a, yeah, pretty low key. And today is a work day and Alex was home with the kiddos and super hot. So they didn't Mm. do very much either, but um, yeah, I'm feeling the same. Like the rain just makes me want to crawl in bed. And I'm actually Mm -hmm. just, instead of in bed, sitting at my desk with a blanket on. So I'm basically in bed. (laughs) And I have my candle going and I made a cup of tea instead of drinking wine tonight. Like only three episodes and we're already (laughs) drinking tea instead of wine. I'm drinking tea too. So what is in your cup? Okay. In my cup tonight, I have a cup of glazed lemon loaf tea from Tazo and it is so good. I can only find it in the States, of course. Um, oh. I brought like four boxes of it home from Florida when we went at Christmas. <laughs> okay. but, um, it's Does it so smell good. like heaven in a cup? It is. It tastes like heaven in a cup. Oh. So I, I ration it, but um, yes. it's very good. It is very good. Oh, if you come over, I'll wonderful. share a cup I was going to say, I'm 100% coming to get a cup of your tea. <laughs> so is it in a tea bag or is it, it a is. loose leaf tea? It's, it's um, loose leaf in like a pre-packaged tea bag. Like oh. what they, I don't know, that didn't make any sense, I'm sure. But yes, no, I know, it's already. But those kind of like those triangle bags. Yeah. 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 Oh, so nice. yeah, it is super yeah. good. It's, I wish there could be smell vision. It smells like like dessert. It's so good. I'm trying to smell it. Mm. <laughs> Let me close my eyes yeah. and tell me. Yeah. It's so good. What are you drinking? You know, I, I mean, I don't, I almost don't even want to say it with, uh, following, following that act, but it is a, <laughs> it is a chamomile lavender tea. It's just a calm me down, put me to bed, mm-hmm. which I don't even need these. I don't even need this tea. I would fall asleep standing right now. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a chamomile lavender tea. Nothing special. I like well, this okay. at nighttime. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm actually, I had been such a heavy tea drinker my entire life. And then actually when I started having kids, I I would get pregnant. I'd get turned off of tea while mm-hmm. I was pregnant mm-hmm. and coffee for that matter. And then after kids, you're so sleep deprived that all you want is coffee and then afternoon, all you want is wine. So mm-hmm. I, I've been a bit neglectful of my tea habit. So yeah, I had the exact same thing happen. Did you? Yeah, I never really drank coffee before I had kids. No way. No. And then I like, I think I forced myself to drink it because mm-hmm. I needed survival. It. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, I do find if I need to pick me up in the afternoon, I will have tea over coffee because I find it keeps me, it gives me a little bit of a boost, but it doesn't keep me awake Mm -hmm. at night. Like if I drink a coffee after like two o'clock, I'm up all night. So yeah. 
You know what I did this week? My sister had one of those um, mushroom buns. Do you know those? Have you heard of these? Have you seen these no. on the internet? She would, it was like a four sigmatic mushroom blend type. It's almost like a coffee, but I think it's just mushrooms all okay. blended up. I don't, I don't know. I'd have to research it more, but I had a cup of that. I, I took one from her and mixed it up with hot water and it's supposed to be good for your like cognition hmm. <laughs> and energy and whatever. And I think that shut the kale up drinks. It's shut the kale up or, um, another one I love, which is, um, Sophie Jaffe. One of those two mm, okay. influencers uses this product. Okay. So I wanted to try it. And it was interesting. It was a really earthy taste. So mm-hmm. I would, I don't know. You may, I don't know how you would cut that. Maybe somebody can chime in. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I drank it and so oh I'll find out more information okay, and, cool. and report back next, cool. next week. That made me think, have you ever had, um, golden milk or turmeric latte? Oh, have yes. you done that? Yeah. Yes, I have. Have yes. you? Yes. I've tried to make them at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and I, it was okay. Like when I made it at home, but I had one somewhere, I think at Joy in Simcoe, I had one. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they had golden milk lattes there. And that was lovely. Like mm-hmm. it was just a nice, like warming, definitely like a fall mm-hmm. kind of warming afternoon hot again yes you want yes. to do, hit it in the afternoon absolutely i had derm parisian again in the fall when i'm mm-hmm. not um devouring their homemade pumpkin spice latte <laughs> which is so so yeah. good yes so good but and so so fall um anyways they had something i think i think it might have been turmeric i don't know anyways i, I could be completely making this up yeah. and uh, but yeah it is also very nice and it's mostly yeah you just make it mostly out of steamed almond milk, right? And then mm-hmm. it's a powder and mm-hmm. you know, it was really good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now you have me thinking of fall. It's been so humid here. I know. Uh, that, yeah, it would almost be welcome right now. I with know. the exception of winter coming right after fall. So That's true. I could go for like a good September night, like a mm-hmm. good warm September day, sunny day, cool night. But yeah, yeah I've never been a big fall lover, but um I don't know. Like it was like, I, (laughs) we always joked with our friend Brad who Mm -hmm. um, always like makes fun of like the typical fall girls. We always laughed about that, but every year he'll like text me a a meme in the fall about like, Oh, have you got your, your boots on Mm -hmm. and your sweater vests or your, I don't know, (laughs) puffer vests and your PSL ready. And it's like, we always send things back and forth. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm looking for. I can't even think today. I'm not a basic Mm. fall lover but but I, I, I kind of do like I'm kind of you are into- such a basic fall lover you are I mean yeah I don't I've know I've been on maternity leave with you in the fall <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what made me a fall lover honestly I think it, I think I think it was yeah made, that came right before the polar vortex yes it did uh, if you right. remember that so yeah How we would barely make our way to Lime Ridge Mall in yes. polar vortex to yes. just basically breathe so mm-hmm Good times. Oh, yes, good times. Yeah. Well, we have kind of a um, a different episode tonight because, mm-hmm. well, we don't have a guest. Um, no. And we went back and forth on some of the topics that we were going to talk about tonight yeah. and just kind of talked about how um, – you know, after we chatted with Becky Stark Lamel last week, who was awesome. That was a great conversation. Mm-hmm. And like, I truly did feel like I was talking to a friend. Like that was just a really good 
conversation to have. Um, but one of the things that she mentioned in that conversation was about how having um, a self-care routine or doing acts of self-care is really important for your mental health. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we talk about self-care so much. It's kind of a buzzword. Um, but yeah. when we were thinking, I think both Amanda and I, when we were thinking about how to approach that this week and how to approach the podcast this week, um, one of the things that came up that I actually posted on our Instagram story um, over the weekend was this post that I found on Instagram by Shauna Nequist. She is a author. Um, she lives in New York city and she, I, I only just discovered her with this post, but I think I'm going to like her. She's along, mm-hmm. you know, she's also followed by my two besties, Glennon Doyle and Brene Brown. So, yeah. um, I think that That's just that like, I immediately hit follow from there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's been on Oprah's super soul conversations, yeah. which is one of my favorite pods, but Anyway, she posted, and I'm going to read a little bit of it. Um, so just indulge me for a minute. Um, if you've already read this on our Instagram stories, I apologize um, for repeating it, but it's really good. Um, so she posted this quote, and it says, I don't have to know what your and also is, but I know you probably have one or many. So do I. And so in the caption, she writes, here's the thing, nearly everyone I know, myself very much included, is currently carrying the weight of a global pandemic and also, right at the same time, carrying something else too. We're worrying about rising infection rates, about the health and safety of our parents and children, about systemic racism and the ongoing lack of justice for Black men and women. We're anxious about school. The reality of the pandemic itself is an enormous weight pressing on all of us. And also, right at the same time, many of us are grieving the loss of loved ones or managing difficult family relationships. Um, You know, it's easy to see happy photos of life going on a weekend away or a family gathering or a beautiful meal um, and assume that we're the only ones carrying so much we feel like we might drown. But life does go on in all its glory and the weekend away might have just been a brief respite from a very heavy and also. And the family gathered probably has a handful of and also's. And the person snapping the image of the beautiful meal has an and also. We are suffering Mm -hmm. and celebrating, grieving and getting back up, sometimes making memories with our children and sometimes just making it through the day. There's so much that we don't see when we scroll. Let's let the weight of what we're carrying move us to compassion for one another, knowing that we're all carrying something you don't see. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just paraphrase that. I didn't read the whole thing and I'll, I'll save it and, and maybe post it again um, this week. But it's, it was so powerful to me because it, it's like a very expanded version of the whole um, be kind for everyone you know is fighting a battle you know nothing yeah. about. Um, it, and it's an expanded version of that quote to me. But it was very, it was very powerful because I feel like, you know, we talk about self-care and we talk about staying off of social media and how, you know, we know that social media is a highlight reel and we're only seeing certain things here and there. Um, but really after talking with Becky last week and talking about, you know, how we as moms and as women have all of these other things that we have to deal with. Um, I don't know. I just read that and thought like that. Well, I wish I had written it honestly, because it feels it it expressed everything that I'm feeling. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I, I, I literally don't have anything else to add because it, it does, it captures, it captures it all. Right. And, and yeah. And, and what you said there is one of my, excuse me, absolute favorite uh, favorite quotes, right. As a social worker and as, you know, a human being and 
you know, aspiring activists. Like, I think that that is just, yeah, it was beautifully said. So thank you for finding that. So I'm also now following her. <laughs> uh, I imagine she's going to inspire us a little more further. So, and she's an author, you said, from New York yeah, City? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, cool. She's written a book called Present Over Perfect, which sounds like something I need oh, to read. So isn't that, okay. And that, well, I mean, right now we know is going to, to absolutely uh, bring us to to something that we need to talk about tonight, mm-hmm. um, which I think is mindfulness, right? And, mm-hmm. and being living in the moment and against, you know, jumping off of what we talked about last week with Becky. Yes. Um, you know, as far as the whole, you know, we have to refrain from, um, you know, comparing and, um, yeah, comparing one another and looking. I, I did actually talk with one of our friends after the podcast um, about, I guess it's, you know, basically mom shaming, right? And, mm-hmm. and how it's so easy. Uh, I actually talked to a couple of people about this, how it's so easy to, to, to go on social media and look at other people's lives. And we talked about this last week and, and you know, do the whole compare and despair that Becky talked about. Um, so yeah, it, uh, it was pretty neat to, to talk to folks about that and the importance of, um, trying, how do we get away from that? How do we stop doing that? Because we know comparison is a, is a thief joy. So, um, or joy thief. Joy. The thief of joy. Thief, yeah. joy. thief of joy. Oh, yeah. gosh, but I think, like, but then I think I go back to like, okay, so here's my example. I love okay. to cook. Well, I know we've talked about this. I love to cook mm-hmm. and I love to share what I cook. And so if I'm going to post something like, okay, here's another picture of the buns that I made. Right. That because it brings me joy to do it. And I'm sharing yeah. it because a, I also like one of my favorite features about social media is the throwback to like seeing like what you did on this day. Right. And right. I love it for pictures of my kids, obviously. Cause like, Oh my gosh, like four years ago today, they were just a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love it because I think it's just nice to have kind of that, you know, I also take a lot of pictures just in general, well, even lots that I didn't post. So and- I think it's, I, well, I mean, it's no secret. I am, you know, a huge fan of Jillian Harris. I have been following her since her inception on The Bachelor mm-hmm. um, or The Bachelorette. And uh, I, you know, I think this is something she sort of addresses because I imagine she takes some flack about posting rather posed pictures at sometimes. And then she gets on her Instagram story with her roots coming in and, oh, yeah. you know, kids yeah. running around and the dogs on the couch and it's a total shit show. But she has gone on before and talked about how posing and taking pretty pictures and uh, photography, whatever, brings her joy. Yeah. And that's something that, I mean, I guess could probably be, you know, I mean, we could maybe ask her one day, but it, you know, is, is much like you're doing with the food blogging. So yes, just, just full disclosure, any <laughs> food blogging pictures on Sisterhood Unleash are not mine. <laughs> Those are steps. I am 100% not that bitch. Okay. So not that you're a bitch, but you know, like the Lizzo lyric. I know. I know. That's me, not I know. me. It's not me. I will eat everything she makes, but I can't do that. But I Unless do love other things too, right? Which could, so this was the whole conversation that kind of came out of things um, was, you know, basically everything that you do could make somebody else feel a certain way and everything I do, right? And, and we could go yeah. back and forth all day long. And so how do we battle that? Well, I, I mean, I think learning how to go inward and utilize mindfulness, which that present, what did you say the name of her book was? Present over perfect. Present over perfect. So being present in your own story, in your own life is Mm going to be the main 
tool, I think, to combat that, you know, that, jealousy, that ugly that comes out that. of comparison or yeah. whatever, right? So um, mindfulness is huge, huge it in is. social work, um, in psychology. And now it's so mainstream. I mean, they're teaching mindfulness in schools, I think, on a really high level. Oh, yeah, um, they are. Yeah. Absolutely. But then I think going back to certain, like you mentioned about, say, Jillian Harris and how her feed mm-hmm. is all very curated. That's also her job. Right. It is. Like, Absolutely. So that's and, how and she so, makes money. Yeah. That's how she makes money. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. And, and like everything, if you don't like what you're seeing, you can choose not to follow that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you feel like you're watching somebody cook or post stories about all of the wonderful things that they've, you know, made, or if they have been really active in like renoing their house or doing all kinds of projects around the mm-hmm. home in the last three months or whatever, or if there's something that they're doing that makes you feel like, oh, man, I look at what they're doing. I should be doing that too. Like you, you can choose not to feel that way. And Mm -hmm. I know that's way easier said than done, but you can stop that scrolling and think Mm -hmm. if, and this goes with everybody. If you look at something and think, I don't feel good when Mm -hmm. I look at her post or when I watch her video or his video, I'm just not going to do that anymore. And it, 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 like I said, it is easier said than done, but like, so why do people, you know, and, and that is, it, I, I believe that. And I think, you know, as, as an adult, especially that's something that, you know, I do do. If there's something that's not bringing me joy, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it is a simple matter of, you know, how do I remove this from my life, my life, right? Yeah. Um, to it's different too when it's like a good friend of yours, right? Because right. you don't want to unfollow them, but you can also, you know, choose to say like, that's what they're doing. That's their thing. And that's yeah. okay. Right. That doesn't mean that I have to do it. No. And I, I feel like I'm guilty of doing that with all kinds of people and that I follow in real life or that I, that I follow just because I like what they're doing on social media. Um, but it takes a, it's a conscious effort to say like, okay, I don't have to, I don't have to watch that or I don't have to, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, participate in that. I can still be their friend. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's probably a pretty healthy way to, to go about things. Right. And, and sometimes, I mean, is it, you, what, what is that? Which, you know, there's two books, it's the tidying up, but it's the of not, not giving, giving a an F. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who I can't remember author? who writes it. Anyways, I did read that years ago or whenever it came out and uh, I found it really helpful. She talks about, you know, even the act of getting invited to a baby shower and it's, you know, the 10th baby shower she had been invited to that summer. And instead of, you know, blasting them for inviting her because she was, had made a decision not to go anymore. So anyways, I'm probably butchering this story, but she just, you know, takes a gift, sends it off. I cannot attend, right? You can do things tastefully. I mean, there's, absolutely. I think there is, you know, in most circumstances, very little need to make people feel like shit because they made you feel like shit because really you're in control of your own emotions, right? And if you're reactive, so I'm a reactive person, like we we know that, Um, you know, and if, if you react or like Becky said, if you've got, you know, some distorted thought patterns that make you think, if you fall into distorted thought patterns that make you think negatively about particular situations, like that's on you, right? Yeah. And you have the power to change that with assistance, but you know, there's no reason to, to make people feel like shit because you feel uncomfortable or whatever, right. but that is what's happening right now on social media. Like I, I, don't, I know you've been following cause we were both pretty heavy, um, into into Instagram and you know TikTok or whatever I don't even know social media 
right now, but, but it, and so it's this whole movement. And I don't know if it was you who taught me about it or my sister it must have been you cancel this whole cancel culture um, thing that's going on right now. Yeah, We've talked about um, that a lot. Mm-hmm. I and, think, you know, and like Becky said last week too, and I think I might've mentioned this last week. Like I couldn't imagine growing up and going through like my formative years as a teenager and young adult with social media there to document and see my every move or like Becky had said, like, okay, if I wasn't invited to a party when I was 14, I didn't know about it while it was going Mm -hmm. on. Like I might've found out later, but um, you know, and, and, and so the same thing goes with cancel culture. Like all of a sudden, everything that you do is so public and online. Mm -hmm. And, um, and part of that is, you know, it's self-inflicted because we choose to share what Mm -hmm. we share on social media. Right. Um, But there's always that kind of that load of like, you know, saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong mm-hmm. thing or um, what's going to happen if somebody disagrees with what I say or do mm-hmm. on there. And I, yeah. And I think that, you know, healthy conflict and debate and disagreement and differing opinions around pretty sensitive subject matters was something that I faced and I think most people faced in, in, you know, higher education, right? So in my undergraduate degree, this happened all the time, you know, in the classroom um, or in seminars, mm-hmm. you know, people would go head to head about stuff and come out the other side, right? Because it's two live human beings sitting yeah. there disagreeing. And the same was, you know, to be said when I went and did my master's of social work. I mean, I remember, you know, giving presentation in particular and, and making a comment that was interpreted um, I guess basically is homophobic. And yeah. I mean, myself and the the girls that I was presenting with, I mean, one of them did identify, one of them was a lesbian. And, and, uh, and I remember at the end, you know, we, we, we all, you know, disagreed and, you know, defended our opinions and then kind of came together as best as we could and, and worked through it. But yeah, I like it was, it was totally different in my opinion than what I'm seeing unfold on social media. And I think a lot of that has to do because we've removed the actual like human to human interaction. That's so Um, true. But I think, I mean, regardless, it is telling us that we need to learn, like we need to learn, we need to educate ourselves more, Um, Well, and I think that you nailed it when you said the human to human interaction, right? Because, and that's probably happening even less so right now because we are all sheltering in place or, you know, participating in some form of quarantine or social distancing effort for the most part, right? And so all of a sudden now everything that we are doing is happening virtually through email, Mm -hmm. through text, through whatever it might be. And things can be so misconstrued and misinterpreted. And, And that's not to say like, I fully agree with you. I think having conversations and like, we don't have to agree with everybody and you don't have Mm -hmm. to agree with me and I don't have to agree with you and that's okay. But whatever happened to being able to have a conversation that, you know, you can respectfully disagree um, and, Mm -hmm. and talk about it and not walk away with, you know, being the, the absolute, you know, you, you were wrong, you are wrong. And everybody agrees with me that you're wrong. Um, and I'm going to make sure that you know that you're wrong for the rest of your life. Here, here I am right now. I don't want my words to be misconstrued. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not to say that, you know, some people just do shitty things and say shitty things and that's going to happen. But I also find there's some stuff and behavior and comments that are made that are completely inexcusable. Yes. 2020 and there's no question and people make mistakes we are human we make mistakes exactly um 
so it's, yeah, it's that fine line and dance, right? So, yeah. Um, and what's the, you know, why don't we give people the opportunity to learn from their mistakes anymore? Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think that's so important too. And, and like I said, you know, some people are just going to be doing things that are not acceptable um, or saying things that are not okay. Um, Mm -hmm. But there are going to be a lot of people that are open to being educated about that. Um, And, and, you know, it's the whole like two wrongs don't make a right thing. So just if somebody says something that you don't like and you turn around and bash them and, you know, just make their life awful, is that any better? Is that, no. is that being kind? Is that being, is that teaching them anything? It's, it's hurting them, but is it, it's going to hurt you too eventually, I mm-hmm. think anyway. And I mean, like, like I said, yeah. there's all kinds of situations that this won't apply to this conversation. No, but, but but yeah, it's, I think the, you know, when we look at basic, the basic tenets of making change, right. And I think we know that really radical opinions and movements often generate fear in Mm -hmm. folks who maybe don't know or don't agree or Mm -hmm. are very neutral, whatever. um, And they don't propel change. Like we, it's really hard to make a difference when you go into a situation with a totally radical view that shuts other people down. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know as a social worker, I've had to learn that the hard way, you know, at times you get so tied up and passionate about something and you just want to make it right. Yeah. And, 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 and you got to slow down and meet people where they're at. Right. And, yeah. and I think, you know, then the nice thing about COVID and the slowdown, this, you know, forced slowdown period is a lot of people have taken it as an opportunity to self-educate and to look inward and to acknowledge your own bias mm-hmm. and, you know, to demand more from themselves mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and for our country and for our government structures and, you know, healthcare systems and schools and, and all humanity. These, yeah. And well, yeah, humanity, absolutely. Right? Which is, yeah. a, you know, humanity falls. And it's, I never know, right? Like, you know, who falls victim to what is it? Humanity that falls victim to social structures that are totally impaired or is it the other way around like what first the chicken or the egg I don't know who knows but I mean what we do know is we have to make some major changes in Mm -hmm. in this world and uh, I think that what cancel culture is kind of doing on a super high level is making people afraid to speak up especially I hear this from moms who are like I'm so fucking tired at the end of the day I don't even want to comment on something because I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing that's I'm so afraid. true. It's so true. How many times did we debate even having this conversation because we don't want to say the wrong thing either, right? And I talking know. about that, and then we're just we have, having it, and we're kind yeah. of not, you know, dance around this and that and the other. But yeah, it's. But I think um, everybody is so tired and and scared to say the wrong thing, and we have, as mm-hmm. like I said before, we have a mental load as moms and women, and we're trying to just like, oh. just like um, Shauna said in that post, you know, we're trying to carry the weight of working and we're in a pandemic and we are um, taking care of kids and we're worried about our, our aging parents. Um, we're worried about our relationships. You know, we mm-hmm. are not taking time to kind of nurture right. the things that are important to us because there's, you know, there's so many other things to think about. And so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then kind of going, bringing it all back to what we talked about last week with the importance of self care, you know, what, where do you draw that definition of self-care? So like, Mm. you know, where, I mean, I know this is kind of, I I feel like I'm all of a sudden switching topics from cancel culture to self-care, but I think it is Mm -hmm. all related because I think 
I've, I, I heard a term once called compassion fatigue and it was oh, like, yeah, this is big. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so you, yeah. you hear about how, you know, you're just tired of caring about everything. And if you take mm-hmm. on room in your heart or in your mind for one more cause or one more thing to think mm-hmm. about, you just end up exploding with stuff. Like there's no way that mm-hmm. how can I possibly be right? How can I mm-hmm. be a good wife and a good mom and a good daughter and a good employee while also caring about the environment while also caring about, you know, black and indigenous peoples of color while also caring about the LGBTQ community. I know there's mm-hmm. more acronyms to that. Um, but even right there, like I, my, my sponge in my head, my mom will often say this, my sponge is full. Like my mm-hmm. sponge is saturated. I don't, I I can't retain anything more. And so Mm -hmm. um, how are we supposed to schedule time for things like taking care of our own selves when Mm -hmm. there's so many other things to think about right now and Mm -hmm. and being worried about saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing or not, you know, making time to catch up with a friend or not making time for your spouse or, um, you know, not reading to your kid before bed every night or whatever it might be. Like there's, there's so many things like that. Mm -hmm. And, and so often that element of self-care comes last on that list because yeah. it's just another thing that I have to think about. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it's a hot topic and it's important. Don't get me wrong, but I also, you know, I was talking to a friend about, she had um, posted a, a meme on Instagram. You must be sensing a theme here of my Instagram memes, but um, about how like, you know what, it's okay if you don't want to shower, like that can be a form of self-care too, right? Like mm-hmm. if you don't want to wash your hair today, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I mean, first, the first thing that comes to mind to me is equipping yourself with the village, right? So finding mm-hmm. a safe group of people, of women. I mean, that was our whole, you know, our whole intent behind starting the sisterhood unleashed, right. Is, you know, where can we find our village where, you know, where Mm -hmm. can we safely talk about things that matter on a global level and things that matter on a micro, you know, day to day, me and my husband and kids level. Right. I think that you can't have the micro and the macro, like you can't have one without the other. Um, everything is intertwined like a big crazy web that is life. Um, I think having that safe community, that village is the first place to start. Uh, Absolutely. I think, you know, um, I think within that village, making it okay for women. I mean, I, I talked to a lady who told me we were talking about the, the COVID social bubbling or or the Uh social bubble, you know, having 10 people. And she actually told me that she couldn't even have her own bubble because her husband was already exposed to 10 people and she was exposed to him. So she was just living in his bubble. Right. And I think as women, especially, you know, we give, give, give to our kids and we give, give, give to our husbands and our work and whatever. And we don't, you know, have anything left to give to, you know, our communities and, and, and ourselves and, and whatever. So, um, so yeah, I think kind of normalizing that it's okay to do that. um, It's a big, big, important first step. Right. So I guess, okay. So my question to you now is what do you do? And I don't want to say self care, (laughs) but what do you do to, I mean, prioritize yourself and prioritize what's important to you. Like, where are you willing mm-hmm. to make, um, not what? necessarily make sacrifices, but where are you willing to yeah. say like, this is, this is what's important to me. And this is my bottom line. This is my bottom line. These are my boundaries. Mm-hmm. And this is what I have to do. 
Mm -hmm. So this is something, so admittedly, this is not something I've done well. If anybody's listening from work, I mean, there was a time when I would work, work, work and, you know, not take care of myself and stay up doing assessments and stay late doing assessments. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and then I carried this, you know, I guess, problematic pattern into parenting too. Right. So I'd put the kids first, kids first, kids first. I mean, almost to the point where, I mean, then I did, I mean, I, I did have, you know, a lot of, of difficulties in the postpartum period after all three of my kids. Um, so I think now in 2020, I have, you know, been forced to, to definitely stop and take care of myself. So some things I do every single day, I get up. Uh, half an hour to an hour earlier than everybody else. Now I'm an early bird um, by nature. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I get up and I, I've been as uh, weather preventing taking a walk. That's huge. It prevents me from killing somebody. Uh, just getting out and getting connected with nature and the fresh yeah. air and the lake. We live close by the lake. I'm so blessed uh, in that regard. So yeah, walking. I, a couple years ago, started taking care of houseplants. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't feed them with water and dust them and whatever, you know, much like my kids, they, they, they don't do well. So yeah. uh, I've been doing that. Um, I think those are the two big things, my plants, my, my walk, I exercise is something. So I do try and do yoga, but I do definitely let that slip. Um, and that's something that's on. I have actually a hilarious notepad on my fridge titled, and it says it reads the shit I don't have time to do. <laughs> she posts a picture. I got it at Bella and Cube last week. And uh, so on there, you know, right, pay the taxes, you yeah. know, do the kids' passports, yoga, whatever. I did that yeah. today and yesterday. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's like, I, I, I'm always, always writing lists, always setting new goals. Um, yeah, and it's just, you know, writing, that's the other, that's probably the other big thing. I know mm-hmm. I had gotten out of that. And after I was in a, a bad car accident at the beginning of COVID, and when I came home from the hospital, a good friend, um, an artist, uh, Julie Crawford, actually, mm-hmm. she was one of the first people I talked to. We had a Zoom call and uh, she said, pick up a journal, pick up a journal and write everything, start writing, mm-hmm. start writing again. And I did. And that's been hugely healing for me. Yeah. And so I would classify that as self-care today. I actually escaped from my family and went in the room and typed away. Good for you. And yeah, it helps. So that's I mean, so I, yeah, I'm not trying to sound like a hero. This has definitely been a long time coming for me, but yeah, I, those things are, some of them are my hard, fast bottom lines right now, because if I'm not doing them, I'm not standing. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. So if anybody, if you can take anything away from this, it would be to put those pillars in place before you get to the bottom of your barrel. Yeah. So what about you? You know, when I was listening to you talk, I realized like I didn't really think about anything to share like that, right? Like I I think to me, I have habits that I do, but I'm very much, um, I'm not an all or nothing person. So I do okay. things when they feel right, if that makes okay. sense. That makes um, perfect sense. And I, you know, and Kind of like intuitive? A little bit. Like I, okay. I very much like... Um, you know, if I find a form of exercise that I love, I do it when it feels good to me, for me to do it. 
And I, which, which I probably should do more, but that's probably not a good example. But I, I think I don't have a routine. Like a lot of people have routines. I find joy in little things like, like I said earlier, you know, cooking and baking and taking pictures. Yeah. Um, one of the big things that I love, and I, I think we'll maybe talk about this in a future episode. So my background is Italian and I love sharing my love for people through food. And so I love mm-hmm. to cook for people and bake for people. And I love to feed my family and I love to make meals that my kids will like. And I want my kids to be excited um, about food and about learning about new kinds of food and, and eating things and preparing things. And I guess that's always been like my love language or one of my love languages. And it's so funny because uh, I mean, I know a lot of people who love food, but for me, like I just, I feel like, that is something that it's definitely not self-care for me because I end up creating a huge mess. Um, but I just feel like there are certain things that I do that um, I just do what makes me feel happy, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but with that said, like, I guess I do have other things. Like I love, like I said before, I put my, I love lighting a candle and just like having that ambience. And one nice thing mm-hmm. about working from home right now and being in my office is that I can have a candle burning when I work because I can't mm-hmm. do that at work or essentially sent free office, which is fine. Um, but I, I notice how much I love having that here beside me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just kind of checking out and knowing when I've had enough. So if I say mm-hmm. to myself, like, you know what? Um, I had a long work day tonight. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna finish more work after supper or I'm not gonna, you know, quite often most of the housework happens like after my kids are in bed. Um, Mm -hmm. but tonight I'm not going to wash the floors and the floors will be dirty tomorrow morning and that's okay. Um, and knowing when to kind of set those little bits of like boundaries for myself, Mm -hmm. um, has been really important to me and, and, and just say, nope, that's enough for today. Um, and learning how to say no is really um, that's a, a big learning curve for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm trying. Well, yeah. And I mean, for not having prepared that, I mean, that, <laughs> I think you just, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. Like all of those things, absolutely. If they bring you joy, if they make you feel good, if they take you away from the chaos and the stress that is work, that is right. raising three kids. Yeah. Um, you know, that is exactly what you need to be doing as a mom. So yeah. Oh, good job. Right back at you. I mean, I think, I think it's just something that has to be an ongoing thing. And I think regardless of whether or not you have kids or whether or not you work outside the home or Mm -hmm. whether or not you are a woman, even if you're a man, if we, I know we do have some male listeners, shout out to Alex because he does listen to this. Just a side note, Clay is also listening. Uh-huh. It is nice. But you know what I mean? Like, I think it's, um, yeah, we have it's to universal. Learn. We yeah, need to take universal. care of ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves. And if, whether or not you call it self-care, whether or not you call it a boundary or a habit or whatever it is, you find something that brings you that joy mm-hmm. and, um, and be kind to other people about what it is that they're doing to bring mm-hmm. them joy. Here today, gone tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. That's what my mama always does. It's so it's true another. though. Cheryl Munnery quote, (laughs) you know, and so some of the basic tenets of mindfulness and meditation are, you know, trying to get to a state where you just can live without judgment, right? So if something comes into your head about somebody else, you acknowledge it, oh, there's that thought about Stephanie and there it goes. And I, I, I've seen, or, and I've, I've heard people talk about the metaphor, like the train station, right? So you have to kind of get to this state where you can see your thoughts 
about yourself and the world and other people around you mm-hmm. to just be like, you know, the scenery passing by when you're on the train, right? Or the train's going yeah. by at the train station, whatever way you want to look at it, right? Yeah. So you just got to let that, let that come and let that go, right? And yeah. And yeah, I think, you know, if it works for you, you do you. Yeah. And it works for me, I'll do me. And if, yeah. you know, what we're saying inspires somebody who's not doing that for themselves, right on. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, and that's that end yeah. of story. Yeah. Right. I think we can just all play nicely together and peacefully coexist. I think eventually yeah. we'll get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I wear rose colored glasses, right? And I, I believe like, you know, we've been here before, right? I mean, I am a humongous consumer of music. It's been a big part of my life since I was a little kid. We grew up around a record player. Mm-hmm. And so like when you, you know, sit back and take in, you know, lyrics of, you know, artists in the seventies and, and earlier, right? Like mm-hmm. go back, you know, as far as you need to. I mean, People are, are singing about, you know, a need for people to come together and love yeah. one another and, you know, what it takes for world peace and all of these things, right? Like, I mean, we've been here before and, you know, there's lots of work that needs to be done, right? Oh, yeah. And lots of room for education. So I think education and love. And that's <laughs> learn and love. part of Learn it. and love. Learn and love. Look at all the resources that we have access to now that oh, they didn't have at our in the 60s tips. and 70s, right? Yeah. Like it's almost to a at fault, right? Like it's almost like it's yeah. too much. But I think, um, you know, educating, like you said, educating yourself and mm-hmm. and learning and being able to kind of accept who you are and accept who your neighbor is and, and, mm-hmm. and be able to, you know, just live peacefully with one mm-hmm. another. It's funny. One of my, one of my, um, supervisors at work always says like, okay, guys, you have to play nicely in the sandbox together. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's, we're in a small space. We're all doing, we all have common goals. Um, I mean, I know that's a broad statement, but at the end of the day, like we're all just doing our best. So let's mm-hmm. just do it kindly. And, and, and I know that we could, I mean, I could practice what I preach more often too. And I think we all could. Well, I think if we bring it back to basics and I'm just looking up here, the things I learned in kindergarten, all I really needed to know I learned in kindergarten. Yes. Um, do you know this poem? I do. From, yeah. It's from the nineties. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, it is, it's just so very important. I mm-hmm. don't even, I haven't read this in years. Actually, I remember. I think my aunt has it. it framed on her wall. Or something Does like she? that. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, so if, if anybody wants to, to know what I'm referencing, it's the poem by Robert Fulgham. Quite we'll long, post a link actually. In the, we'll yeah. post a link in the show notes. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those old, old faithful kind yeah. of references. But, yeah, uh, so yeah, true. It is. Anyways, you know what? True. I'm freaking exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I think we kind of touched on so many different things tonight. Um, so. Yeah, and I think kind of the the point of tonight's episode was really just yeah to get some things kind of off our chests and maybe spark some conversation uh, further conversation in your own homes mm-hmm. I do really totally off topic but I really do want to come back in the next week or two and talk about staycation yeah because we're not really supposed to be traveling outside of the country right we're not not really like no. we're not supposed to no. be traveling okay so we can't we're we're hearing a lot about staycations I want to talk about that because we haven't touched on our camping trip yet I know I also have been getting some messages about infants please okay Maybe. I you mean, could definitely talk sleep. about that <laughs> 
<laughs> that was my sarcastic <laughs> voice. <laughs> you. So listen, what if we con an expert, like a holistic sleep trainer or somebody mm-hmm. like, or whatever. And mm-hmm. maybe we could convince somebody to come in on and talk to us. Um, the other thing you had actually been getting messages about was like eating, feeding people because you're the resident feeder. Yeah. So like having a conversation about uh, feeding kids and yeah. nutrition. So We'll see. We have have a lot of ideas, but if there's something that you, our faithful listeners want to hear about, um, please send us a DM and Mm. uh, let us know. Or if there's something you don't want to hear about, um, send us a DM and tell us to stay in our lane. (laughs) And we probably won't listen because that's not what we're here to do. But, um, you know, we welcome all feedback. Um, Just be kind. Yeah, I want to learn. Just be kind. We do want to learn. This is new for us. And like we said, this is just kind of our unstructured conversation over a glass of wine or tonight tea because we are um, old, tired AF. Yeah. Yeah. So no, the whole like she only sleeps when it's raining. Oh, (laughs) so they feel like 3 a.m. Yeah. 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all I'm like, it's time for bed. All right. Let's go to bed. Okay. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Sisterhood Unleashed. We'd love for you to come back and join us weekly and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also visit us online at sisterhoodunleashed.ca or on Instagram at sisterhood.unleashed.